Have you ever wondered what it actually takes to pursue a career you want and start your own business? Well, I wondered and I did exactly that. I'm Karen Thomas, founder of Signature Branding and creator and producer of the number one retrospective podcast for starting your entrepreneurial journey. Join me as I reflect on the setbacks, milestones and lessons learned whilst transitioning straight out of teaching and straight into business. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Straight Into Business. I'm your host, Karen Thomas. And in this week's episode, I'll be talking about the fundamental core of most businesses. And that is the actual ability to make money, money, make money, money, money. Um, Specifically, uh, what to charge your clients and the psychological pitfalls that you can find yourself in whilst trying to do so. So in this episode, I wanted to explore the inevitable process of having to charge your clients and having to decide how much to charge your clients as it's a really um, sticky talking point I find when you are first starting a business, the whole idea and the premise around knowing your worth and depending on your circumstances and your journey in your business, and then also knowing what to actually charge. So this is going to vary for different people depending on, as I say, where you actually are in your business journey and your circumstances. And so in this episode, I am going to go into that and I'm kind of going to try and unpack that in a bit more detail shortly. But for now, I couldn't even and tell you the number of articles that I've read, the podcasts that I've listened to, the conversations that I've had in regards to setting up your pricing structures for your products and all your services. So I personally find the whole idea of what to charge and money a real point of contention because regardless of how logical a pricing structure or a pricing plan sounds, I believe logic kind of goes out of the window when you are starting to make these decisions and I think it becomes increasingly more emotional and significantly more psychological when it comes to dealing with money, asking for money, which is essentially what you're doing irrespective of the fact that you are in exchange providing a product or a service, you are still essentially saying to the people, can I have your money? Yes, for this in exchange for this thing that I'm doing, but still, bottom line is, can I have your money? And so I think if you ask any successful business owner their thoughts on setting their prices when first starting out, I'm pretty confident that they would all agree about this being a contentious issue, about this being a kind of sticky thing to talk about, especially in those beginning stages. So this week's flashback comes from June 2017. So I had received my first expression of interest or my my first lead for my services, which I actually got through my website. And so I'd received an inquiry about pricing in relation to my branding and my logo services. Now at this stage, even though I knew within my business plan that branding, that brand identity, logo design, flyers, business cards. I knew that was something that I was obviously and inevitably wanting to get into and wanting to do, but it's not where I had invested the majority of my time and my energy at that point because 
truth be told, I was basically investing most of my time, I believe at this stage, into more of the event stationery. So I was still sort of focused quite heavily on the invitations and a little bit of the, the wedding stuff. And so what happened was I wasn't actually prepared in the slightest to receive that kind of inquiry. And so I actually hadn't, I believe, I think when I look back, I don't think I'd actually done the research, started looking into packages and pricing and that kind of stuff. So one thing that getting this inquiry did, it gave me a kick up the ass actually, because it forced me to have to consider the pricing of branding packages and things like that. And so what you will hear in this flashback is, I guess the conflict that I had putting together my first pricing package. And then, yeah, the feelings that went along with that conflict and and perhaps a little bit about why I felt like that. So we're going to have a listen. And then after we do have that listen, I've got a few, I guess I've got a few insights looking back now, nearly two years later about, you know, what was actually going on, why it was going on, and also advice about how to approach the whole idea of, again, knowing your worth versus charging your worth. So here we go. Good evening, Um, it's 11 o'clock at night and I felt like it would be a good time to write an entry for the Diary of an Amateur Hustler because it's been a while since I've written or recorded anything. Um, I'm literally just about to go to bed. In fact, I'm in bed, the lights are off, this is the last thing that I will do for the evening over the weekend I also had my first expression of interest through the website by a Mr D Horn um that was really exciting and I guess regardless of the outcome of D Horn and his yoga studio for next year it's actually kicked my ass a bit and made me realize there's certain things I really need to start thinking about that I haven't thought about yet and not that I haven't thought about them, I just didn't think I needed to yet. So I think D Horn is here to kick my ass and make me make me work and hustle that bit harder. So yeah, I have just finished. Actually no, I haven't finished, but I am I'd say about three quarters away through of putting together my price plan. Um it's been a mini headache just trying to figure things out and playing around with um I guess it's guilt and a lack of confidence in terms of requesting a certain amount of money for my services and that's something that I think is going to be very hard for me to adjust adjust to so you heard me there talking about the feelings of guilt and feelings of or just having a general lack of confidence asking for a particular amount of money and as is the purpose of this podcast I have reflected on that time and I have completed my own analysis of what I think 
happens and why there is such discrepancies when it comes to the the logical thinking of here I have a business here I have a product here I have a service now I'm going to charge you why why does it feel why does it feel uncomfortable through what is a, a natural process essentially of supply demand buy sell etc and this is what I have drawn the conclusion of for me So I think when you go through this process of starting a business, especially if your business was essentially a passion project, the service that you provide is you really enjoy doing the thing. So for me, for instance, I absolutely love designing stationery. Absolutely love it. And I could get lost in designing stationery like you wouldn't believe, much more so than I would in any other particular thing. I just, I just, I love jumping on Illustrator. I love starting with a blank canvas and all that kind of stuff. So when you love doing the thing that you do, and then you've decided to turn it into a business and you've decided to ask people to pay you for that business or for that service there is a combination of almost disbelief that oh someone's gonna pay me to do this thing that I really love you immediately almost feel like you're the one who who's conning the public by getting them to pay for your skill and the thing that you really love doing so it's disbelief mixed in with desperation the concept of like still asking people for money there is this feeling and I'm digging deep here I'm not kind of I'm not I'm not about the surface shit I'm actually going no 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 what's really happening what do I feel okay and it is it's desperation I feel desperate in some ways that I am asking for money for for something for a product for a service and I I think the most blatant and current day example I can give of this particular feeling of desperation and I say this just with honesty and ref- and with a reflective nature I suppose is is when I had the opportunity to do sort of halfway through 2018 my focus at that time was greeting cards and I had worked a few markets so I was kind of trying to I guess bring awareness to my greeting cards by kind of going down the arts craft kind of field and so yes I did I did a few markets and that was a huge learning experience for me and and I'll be honest I I stood there and just went through a heap of different emotions at different times and I couldn't help but feel desperate you know and these are my feelings these are my honest thoughts so this isn't me I guess critiquing that space but it is me having an awareness of how I felt at that time standing at my own stall as people I guess come and pick and choose you know just as you would do in any area of of selling whether it's a market whether it's a a shop front people come and they pick and choose and and you're stood there and with a smile on your face but also kind of saying buy from me buy from me I'm stood here so you can buy from me and all I'm thinking is because if you don't buy from me then I won't have broken even and this will have been a waste of time. Even though that's not actually what's going on and that's just what you, 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 that's what my brain was telling me and those are the feelings that I were conjuring up. So yeah, that feeling of sort of desperation. And then the last sort of factor, if we're going to call it the tri-factor of uncomfortableness, is that of people pleasing. And um, when, again, you have put a price 
on something that you are giving to a potential client you want that client you do like especially when you feel and you, you haven't really you haven't really identified in those early stages the difference I guess between a good client a bad client like I said you're still in a bit of disbelief that anybody's going to buy anything from you so you don't really distinguish between clients that are aligned to your brand clients that you're going to be happy working with clients who are going to be happy working with you you're still in that phase of you know oh that's so great that you're going to buy from me and then that's the people pleasing aspect is because you want to put a price forward that you know your potential client is going to like and that's that combo that trifactor of of things there is what really ensures that there is a struggle when it comes to charging clients and when it comes to you understanding your own worth and again I'm going to dig deeper here about what I think is interesting because those three things I've just mentioned so the disbelief the desperation the people pleasing knowing me as well as I know me in particular actually I'm going to say the desperation the people pleasing those are not my fucking traits those are really not my traits like if you know me well I'm not a desperate person I'm very far from and when it comes to people pleasing oh I don't go out of my way to ever cause conflict it's not in my I'm gonna sound like I'm tooting my horn here and it's it is a little bit of a side note but generally speaking I'd like to think that I'm intuitive enough to know how to manage people without being a people pleaser and so just knowing that those are the three things that I feel and previously felt when dealing with setting prices knowing your worth knowing what to charge no wonder I'm so uncomfortable because they're just traits that do not or that I do not associate with my everyday personality so I'm literally in conflict with myself and so yeah going back to that the snippet you know those feelings of guilt and the feelings of just lacking of confidence and so what you forget at that stage is that you're dealing with numbers and you're dealing with numbers and you're dealing with business which tend to be sort of every business owner's worst aspect or worst part of the job per se and hence why you know you end up dealing with bookkeepers and accountants and that kind of thing but you're dealing with numbers and you're dealing with business and that's all very logical however the other side to it like I said at the start of this podcast is very emotional and very psychological and I think one thing that you need to recognize or that you need to demonstrate the capacity to do is to learn how to put less weight onto that particular train of thought in terms of the psychological or the emotional aspect to it and remember that business is about people yes of course but it's also if it's going to actually be considered as a business it's about numbers it's about um profit it's about you actually being able to sustain a living from a job as a result of you putting time and energy into a product or a service so just to be clear what i'm not saying here is that you should start your business and go bam 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 these are my prices pay them I'm going to be extortionate I'm going to get you to pay me this much money because I'm worth this much and etc I'm not saying that because I think there I think you do have to take into consideration undoubtedly in fact take into consideration 
your actual particular level of skill in a particular area when it comes to asking for money based on what you're worth. Um, And I guess what I mean by that is, so when I started Signature Branding, I had no formal business training, no formal graphic design training, and I was essentially self-taught. And so my situation then should be an indicator, I believe, of what you can therefore ask a person to pay for your services and I think that's why um, and I'll talk about this in later episodes but I think that's why as well when I first started I was doing a lot of free work and a lot of work whereby I was literally practically almost not even making a profit I was literally just charging clients for the actual cost of goods or for the materials or for the printing or you know what it was actually going to cost me to fulfill that particular project or that order and I think if I had have kind of gone in all guns blazing I personally wouldn't have been comfortable with that just because I like to also consider this idea of charging what you're worth and drawing comparisons with real life examples at the end of the day and so if I told you for example that a starting teacher salary or a graduate teaching salary might be on 50,000 and then someone who's been in the game for 10 plus years might be on sort of 90, 100,000 then you can justify why that would be the case and I think there shouldn't really be any difference when you are starting a business especially in a situation like mine if you're starting from scratch I don't really think that there should be any difference in terms of feeling comfortable with a particular starting point knowing that as long as you are still building up your skills and you are still gaining experience and you are still kind of leveling up that over a progressive period of time then you should start to feel more comfortable in actually increasing your prices I think that also helps with avoiding the idea of imposter syndrome and feeling like you're not worthy of what it is that you're actually charging your clients for. Now, looking back, I have kind of, I guess, put together a couple of tips in regards to how to actually get comfortable with your own worth. So once you do get to that stage where you actually feel like, look, I know how hard I've been working and I know what I'm bringing to the table and so I know what I deserve, I think there's certain things that definitely helped me along the way be able to put that into practice and I've kind of divvied those things into practical approaches and then mental approaches. So in terms of practicality then, I think the first thing that you need to do is actually address the fact that we need to live, which sounds so obvious, but it is. We all need to live and we all need to be able to generate income to actually have a livelihood that complements or suits that life that we choose to live. And so one thing that you can do is actually start to do the maths of your own living expenses and how much it actually costs you to live the life that you want and also to actually run your business. I remember right at the very start, I I did this whole math something where I was trying to work out what my billable hours would be and believe it or not because of the nature of the work that I did when I first worked it out I made a huge faux pas actually and it was actually a business mentor who had pointed this out to me but I'd only considered what it actually cost for me to live and I'd not really considered because like I said the nature of my job and because it's design and I basically set up my laptop 
designing things and I don't necessarily have to leave the house. I don't have to buy big boxes of light items and wood and acrylic. I don't necessarily do all those things because I outsource the actual printing side of things. I never actually took into consideration, and I guess this speaks to my naivety at the start, the actual costs of just running the business regardless of what that business actually is and the fact that there will always be costs that come and sneak up in the form of you know bills in the form of time in the form of petrol in the form of like you know traveling and getting to places here there and everywhere especially if it's business related and so I think it's really eye-opening when you're able to actually work out how much it costs for you to sustain yourself in the space of a month and then know that essentially that is what you actually need to be able to make and working kind of backwards use that to decipher what your billable hours would be obviously not necessarily taking into consideration annual leave and holidays and sick pay and that kind of thing but get you know the number of working days that there are minus all the holidays and then divide what it costs for you to live by those number of days in order to get your billable hours and you'll be able to get a rough idea of what you need to be bringing in to basically live. The other thing about getting comfortable with your own worth is research and so I remember spending a considerable amount of time just researching this should if you have a business plan this technically should be part of your business plan anyway but researching what other companies are freelancers or you know businesses in your industry what they're charging and I think if you can kind of get a general insight into their overall business profile establishing how long they've been around, establishing the services that they provide, that should give you again a good point of comparison in terms of, okay, this is what this company is charging. And, you know, let's say they've been around for 20 years, very well established and all that kind of stuff. I think you can kind of make an adjustment in relation to where you are with that, um, with those prices and with what their general pricing structure looks like. So my other tip is all about the mental approach that you take to having a more comfortable experience, I guess, with money, with pricing, with charging people, with knowing your worth. And I had to do quite a bit of work around this because I felt like I'd got to the point where I'd kind of mastered the practical side of things but I still felt a sort of stickiness about those kind of things. I had to like dig quite deep and I, I came across a coach who's renowned for sort of going on Oprah and as much as I'd like to say, I met this coach, Lisa Nichols, and she was awesome and phenomenal and now I'm healed. It wasn't quite like that. I basically found this coach through a podcast that I was listening to, Dan Locke. Dan Locke is a cool guy, if anyone is looking out for a high ticket sales media mogul who can you know get you really assertive when it comes to thinking about money and and that kind of stuff but yeah lisa nichols she is a coach she's sort of big on abundance and working through blockers and she had this really excellent exercise called exposing the lies and this is where it does get quite deep because she within this exercise and you might want to try this exercise and it's not even just financially related it's, it, it can actually be related to any aspect of your, your life whether that is finance whether it is diet whether it's relationships overall well-being so the the whole idea is you take the topic so for me it was about money and obviously relationship about money and what 
she advises you to do is write down all of your quote-unquote misconceptions or beliefs about money. So just write them all down and when you write them down you need to leave I think it's like three lines underneath each particular statement so one of my beliefs or misconceptions was why should people pay me to do the thing that I love and I had a, I had an extensive list like yeah I literally sat in my room for like a good afternoon just going through this stuff because when I when I get in that space I'm in that space if you know what I mean and so I wrote this list of stuff down probably ended up having about 15 different things on the list all with the spaces in between and then what she gets you to do and sorry let me just kind of say that those things are written out in pencil and then what she gets you to do is actually talk through each of those scenarios and and really kind of ask yourself questions, ask yourself uncomfortable questions about why do you think that, where's that come from? And I guess in a very sort of Freudian kind of way, you start digging deep, you start looking into the past, you start thinking of times when certain situations have happened and it digs up all these memories and it can be quite confronting as well. And so you do all the work, you dig deep, you ask the questions and this is the bit that's quite time consuming I guess but very worthwhile in my personal opinion and then once you've kind of dug deep and you've got to essentially the truth of the matter then you take a red pen and so underneath the pencil you then write what the truth is okay so again another example for me who would have been saying that I feel desperate when I'm asking for money I had a simple conversation with myself in that any time in my life that somebody's giving me something. My first thought is never to retreat to, is this for nothing? Ever, 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 ever. And I would be more dubious of anyone who was trying to give me something for nothing than what I would feel if they told me a price. And so I had to kind of work through the idea that it's the way of the world and it's natural. Someone provides you with a service or a product and in exchange nine times out of ten there's some form of monetary value attached to that and yeah there's other exceptions where it's not necessarily so black and white but for the context in which we're talking about it is and so once you kind of start having these breakthroughs I think she calls them then the idea is you start writing down the truth underneath in red and so you kind of work your way through you write all the truths in red and so what you should be left with is the lies written down in pencil and then the truth written down in red pen and so you read through that I think she says you read through it about six times so it's the lie the truth the lie the truth the lie the truth etc etc you read through all of it six times and then once you've kind of done that and you've done that process you take an eraser and then the idea is you start rubbing out all of the lies so obviously you're going to rub out all of the pencil which inevitably will lead you or leave you sorry with the truth and all the truths in red pen which is there very bold very permanent and she made the connection with this exercise with um, neuro-linguistic programming which I know little bits and pieces I'm not a pro by any means but I have dabbled and I have kind of um, done a bit of professional development in that area so I, I get the whole idea about changing the way your mind actually thinks about a particular situation and so I found an exercise like that very powerful and just kind of takes you below the surface of what's really going on as well when it comes to money 
and having that understanding of, you know, you're going to get to a certain point where, yes, you are worth it. You absolutely are worth it. And if you are finding yourself in a situation where clients don't like your prices, it's not personal love. It's not personal. It just means you're not the right match. That's all it means. And yeah, I had to, I had to really dig deep to learn that lesson. So yes, that is my spiel and my little look back in regards to knowing your worth versus charging your worth. So hopefully if you've made it all the way to the end, that's amazing. I hope you would have been able to take something from that episode, even if it was to kind of give you a heads up if you're still in the thinking stage or to sort of inspire you to even do some of the exercises or to consider what you're actually doing in a really logical manner. Regardless, I hope it was beneficial. So that brings us to the end of this broadcast. Really glad that you were here to join me. If you want to seek me out, you can do so by heading to the Facebook group, Straight Into Business. I'm also on Instagram. My Instagram is at ketom.biz and my website, also happens to be ktom.biz so until next time i shall speak to you soon ciao for now